they can really. Oh, that's that's impressive. I I had no idea. I haven't been paying attention to any of that. That that's that's impressive. I, I hope you get into it. I hope you train. I hope you train for it. And I hope you made make it. That would be like an ultimate goal to accomplish right there. Yeah, no, I've been like geeking from the sidelines. Like, like is, it, is she gonna make it? Is she gonna make it? And she did. She's amazing, Charlie. I think that's what they said. But she was uh, commenting super for them. No she kidding. Like, yeah, right. I was like, that's so cool. Wow. I'm not, I'm not the first one, but I don't really care. I just want to do it. So. That's that's what I was in the army. I was an engineer, but you know, at the time in in Sapper School, don't, don't this is a crazy. I think Sapper School was the first school in the army that allowed females to attend, and and, and then it slowly progress, slowly gets it slowly slowly spreading out from there. But I mean, those schools are no joke. I mean. It comes from every every guy, you know, those guys that drop out of it. It's like it's there's like no ratio at all. Like you can like say like you know that everyone's gonna you know this amount of people's gonna succeed. This one, you know, it's like everyone's different. Everyone's gonna go in there in their own book and 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 compete and complete the task differently than everyone else. But you know, like when I was on the land nav course, man, I was with there. I was, I got paired up with a, with a, uh, uh, another, another engineer for the second time I went through the LANAV course because we failed it. Uh, we got paired up with a guy that was in, was a, was just, he just graduated from, from ODA. Um, and you know, I have like some ADD issues, so I, I always figure weird, weird stuff out that other people don't. And so, like, one thing that I had figured out is if you turn the protractor over a certain way and you align it on the little, the, the, the grid, the grid squares on the map, so you could actually figure out exactly where a point was better than just guessing where it was inside that great grid square. And, yeah, this, this guy, the ODA chief, had never seen it before. <laughs> he was like, dude, that's crazy. I was like, I don't know why I figured it out. I just did it one day. I was like, I don't want to do this and guess every time. <laughs> Pretend like I'm counting ten clicks in the, in the, on a grid square. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm surprised it never really took off. No one else, I, I don't think a lot of people know about that. But it was just a pitch. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I feel like such a nerd that I figured that out on my own. Like, it was, <laughs> I just, I was just trying to find an easy way so I wouldn't have to guess. <laughs> I guess. Don't call me a nerd for it. They're just mad because they didn't figure it out themselves. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, honey, if anyone wants to know, this is a, a very, very overpowered um, Irish whiskey. Uh, missing the whipped cream on it. It has the brown sugar in there, and that whiskey is very, very strong. Um, I hope everyone can hear me. Um, I haven't been checking, but yeah. So, what, what, how did you, in your, in your, like, what kind of led you to becoming a nurse, and like, like, how did you start out? Did you like go 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 through nursing school completely, or did you like graduate? Did you do like CNA and then go like? So I. I think everyone, everyone makes their decisions. <laughs> I just really like cringe at it, but 
talking out of Jordan and her mind, essentially. And so I was like, well, shit, because, you know, what can I do? And everyone's like, well, you're super smart, and you like people, and you like science. You should be a nurse. And I was like, yeah. that'll be easy. That's fucking why nurse school got easy. So um, I went through. I did get my CNA because it requires a certain nursing program, but I never worked it, though. Um, and I got my associate's degree because at the time I had my class in hand. I was like, well, shit, do I want to spend four years uh, getting two of it that's just leadership courses or do I want to just go ahead and do two years of school yeah my degree so I was like screw it I'll take the extra experience because when you do your two-year degree um you get more clinical time so I did that and just started working and ended up realizing that I really did like it along the way yeah Um, and nursing isn't just you know working on a floor in the hospital or an ICU or outpatient it's so broad like all the things that you can do with it and um I didn't find out school that there was a trauma ICU, which is where I ended up doing a preceptorship, and I fell in love with trauma. So that kind of just really cemented how I felt about nursing at that point. Oh, that's that's crazy. So what's what's been like the hardest the hardest thing you've had to deal with being a nurse? Hmm. It's really not people. Everyone thinks it is, and it's not. Um, I honestly think it's probably the work with. I, uh, I've i had a fluctuation in my last job because um, I did one good week mm-hmm. um, where I started off and it was a shit team to start mm-hmm. with. Like, I liked my, we were in between nurse managers at that point, um, and I liked my supervisors, but the people that I worked with on nights fucking sucked, they were horrible, they were chatty, like, it was just, it was god awful. And you couldn't even enjoy being a nurse because you're stressed out, everyone's pissed, you're overloaded. It's just like the typical stuff. Every nursing floor is the same way. Yeah. Everyone's in staff, overworked. You've got too much to do, but it's the team that you work with. Yeah. And, uh, right as I left, I was telling you, I was so pissed off. I got a supervisor on nights that I loved, and I liked almost every single one of my supervisors for five years. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, you have to work with a team that is like, well, that's not in my job description, or that's not what I have to do sure that I don't get, you know, written up for at work. It's like those people that make you work with them. It fucking sucks. Part of yeah. my French, I'm just cursing. I apologize. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a few episodes where I had, we had a couple few a few beers of alcohol at the drinks and we sound like we were in the Navy for a while there. We're at nurse and in law. I curse every other word. I think the bad word. <laughs> your your dad was an eleven Bravo. Yeah, to start with, so wow. he was Bravo. How long? How long was he in the military? So he was in for twenty five years. Oh wow! So he actually retired. Yeah, and so when he so he did eleven Bravo for four years, and then he was like he thought about doing Green Beret, and he was like, what if I camp out for the rest of my life or like be smart about this and do a Christian set? So he went to Intel, and that's how he met my mom. Oh wow. So your mom was also in the military too. That, that seems to happen a lot in the military. But so, <laughs> how long ago was it that you, you know, finally decided that you know now is the time that I need to, I can sign up. I want to join the army. And in before like you ended up actually signing the paperwork and getting shipped off. How long ago was that? So that was 
December 2017. I remember, I can read it. I think it's the 23rd of December. Um, I went out and had a few drinks with a buddy of mine. God bless him. He's dead now. He just died when I came home. Um, but he and I were talking, and I was like, you know, I always get this feeling this time of year that I should be going. And he was like, you're dumb. Like, you're a nurse. You're doing more than we're doing over there. Blah, 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 blah. Like, angry veteran. Yeah. And I was like, but, you know, I just do my part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, damn it. He crabbed at me the entire time. It was a lost rose stick. And I remember thinking, if I don't do this now, because he, you know, someone always talked me out of it every year. Someone always rationalized it. And I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And I'm going to let someone talk me out of it every year until I'm 35 when I can't do it. And I'm going to be one of those assholes who goes, well, I almost joined the military, but. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to be that person. I want to be that guy. Um, so I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to keep it going. And I initially drove to the Marine office. They were like, well, you need some papers. And then you have to give up your kid. And I was like, forget that now. So Whoa. I chose. Yeah. No, they were like, you have to give up your kid for training. And I, I remember talking to the gunny, the gunnery sergeant, and I was like, well, will I get him back? And he's like, that kind of depends upon your command, and I don't really trust military command, so I wouldn't do it if I were you. And I was like, noted, okay. So I went to talk to the Army uh, Axis guys, and they said the same thing. And they were like, this is kind of like the cardinal sin, but have you thought about the guard? I was like, oh, no, my dad will call me a weekend warrior for the rest of my life. <laughs> and they were like, just like, think about it. And so I was like, you know what, I need to do that stuff. It's priceless. So I drove straight to uh, my recruiter's office for the guard. And I was like, I want to join. I'm dead serious. He's like, well, you want to set up an interview? Like, can I come in? Can you bring all your stuff back? Yeah. And I was like, well, I have all of it right here for you. And I had like, my birth certificate. I had my son's information. I had everything. He's like, you literally have everything I need for you to pack it right now. And I was like, can I join? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to be shitting me. And so he started smoking, like, chain smoking. He's <laughs> 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 like, I packed it down, I think, in an hour. But he was like, that's going to be a record. Like, he's like, you do realize you're like a dream come true, right? I was like, you're welcome. He's like, what do you want to do? Like, CPT scores are perfect. You can have any job. I was like, I love him, Bravo. And he was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> You had to eat your tattoos. How many tattoos do you have? Well, I have 13 now, but I had 12 at the time. You had to get you had to get tattoos. You actually had to get waivers for tattoos. I'm I'm surprised they. I'm I I don't know. There's so many things that I that I question about the military. I'm just like you know, unless the tattoos on your face, like why why do you care? Well, it's for the Marines now, because they, like, apparently they can't have them, like, too close together, or it's considered, like, like, sleeves are a big deal, they have to get that wing, like, they were a lot harder with the Marine office than they were with the Army. Oh, you think, you think it'd be the opposite, that's funny. Right. <laughs> that's so, that's so, that's so odd, I think, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. And the, and the whole thing was, like, it's like, what would be the difference between if a woman had a kid... And she 
she goes to training for a while. Whoa. My phone just started playing. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> it's kind of poltergeist. But yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like if, if a woman has a child, but she she goes for training, well, obviously that child has to go somewhere. You know, it's going to probably stay with a grandparent or, you know, the other parent for a while. But what would be the difference between that and deploying? Because you join the guard, right? So even as a guard, you can still deploy. What would be what would be the difference? You know. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. and that's why I said like they. So because the Marines, they said it's because it's considered active duty orders if you're in training, which you are. Um, but like my thought process was if I have a family care plan that's set in place, you know, why does it matter? Yeah. My family care plan is the same exact thing. I just need to get my kid up for deployment because that's not what happens. Yeah, but yeah, court courts don't operate like that. The Marines that I, I found are just very, like, surprisingly selective. You know, everyone gets such a bad rap, and they're like, oh, they're dumb and this and that. And they're actually really not. They give them, they are very selective in who they, they bring into the, the Marines, especially because they're always in the limelight on yeah. stuff. Well, you know, I've got to respect the fact that you guys are so, like, gun-ho on just making sure that you don't take anyone off the street. But, yeah. But there's, yeah, no. there's always two bran- two or three branches that seem to always be in the news. It's always through the Air Force, the Navy, and sometimes the Marines, and sometimes sometimes the Army. The Coast Guard seems to just kind of like, oh. unless they're doing a drug bust, you know. <laughs> did you ever did you ever watch that that drug bust that went viral that they did? Oh no, I did not. Oh, it was so amazing. It was like the best. You got you got to watch it. You you wouldn't expect seeing a Coast Guard a Coastie doing what they, doing what he did. That drug bust on that submarine was absolutely like I'm like I'm like sitting here I'm like all right you topped it I can't I can't say nothing about the Coast Guard anymore you would never see you would never see anyone from the Marine Corps and Army doing that <laughs> there's absolutely no way this guy jumps right on top of a submarine that's obviously smuggling drugs because that's what they found inside of it and that's what they've been using and he just jumps right on top of it with his full battle rattle, his his helmet, his his vest, and his weapon, and this the submarine's hauling. You can see like waves flashing up on the side, and it's like super tiny. It's barely big enough for him to stand on, and he just jumps right on top of it, starts pounding on the top. And I'm like, what a nut! <laughs> this guy's got huge, huge kahunis, man. Those things are huge. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if his like clapped together, it would like create a new planet or something. Like, cause <laughs> that was brave. There's no way I'd be doing that. I would. I'd probably as soon as I jumped on that that submarine, if I did it, I'd slip in the water and drown. You would never see me. I'd sink. Yeah, you see, I'm so comfortable too. I just like I trip like I hurt my ankle recently too. Like I walk. I saw that. Yeah. What'd you do? Just fucking rolled on me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I get around with. I get around with one leg. Just cut it off. You don't need it. <laughs> I keep telling them. They just look at me like my commander. Like, like, what the fuck, guy? Like, I can do all this super high-speed shit. Like, I can do more pull-ups than most, like, females and males. And I just walk, and my ankle goes, nah, I'm not feeling it today. It just rolls inward. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> Did you, like, walk off a curb doing it? I think I think so. Like, I pronate when I walk. They found that out in training. So I tend to walk on the outside of my feet anyway. It's fucking weird. That's right. <laughs> I think I do that. 
well, we can see it in, like, the tread of my boots, because I didn't even know that, and we were looking at my boots the other day, I'm like, well, what shoe are these? Yeah. Because I, like, I tore my, my right ankle ligament uh, during the seven-mile rough march in training, and so I came home, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get struck down, I'm going to go to SFAS, I can see people, like, really fast, and I'm in yeah. a great shape. I totally took off my shoe. There she goes. I'm lucky, and I was at 11:30 pace. I was feeling really good about myself, and I I was running down the same side of Bird Isle. Looked her down, and I was like, I need to be careful right there because the sidewalk just kind of, you know, or the the road rather, is worn away. And I was like, if I trip there, like, what the fuck is up? Don't be that person. Yeah. And what's my ankle do? It goes, hey, <laughs> like right turn. So my ankle just goes. Oh, that sounds awful. In front of my neighbors, too, who were walking. Did you, so, so here's my question, did you hear, did you hear any of the ligaments rip or anything? No. Oh. That happened to me the first time I did it when I was 17. I heard the pop out of my Oh, man. Good. Well, I've done, I've done that. I've done that. I've heard the pop. The last time I rolled my ankle, um... About a year or so afterwards, I had to have surgery on it, but I heard everything that it sounded like ripping notepad paper. It was like, and I was like, oh, that's a new sound. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to sound like that. But yeah, I saw that. I was wondering, I was like, I was like, I was going to ask, whose ass did you kick? <laughs> the ground kicked my ass. I was like, you know, there's only so many, so many people's asses that you could kick where the ass would actually put your foot in the boot like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Those people are few and far between. It was, it was pretty sad because at basics, you know, we're always roughing it dark because it's always like so dark there in Mexico. And, um, and I'm freaking out. And all you hear is, oh, shit, like, like much clattering if I'm tripping over things in the dark. Uh. It's from the back seat or something. like, is life okay? Because they automatically knew it was me. Like, everyone knew it was me in the rough march if they heard something. <laughs> <laughs> and so now they call it Viking if I, you know, if I trip or I do the wrong crossing. And someone's like, you done Viking as in it. Why? How did that, how did that name come up? Oh, just, it, they name all the derpy and clumsy things in life that you did Viking to, so. <laughs> so, so you, you did, so I get my prosthetic legs made on the same base where you go to. Which I thought was pretty cool. I was like, "Oh, that'd be cool if I ran into ran into you over there." And but and I was I've been I've been getting my legs made. This is this might say something about my age, but I've been getting my legs made there since the when I was last injured in 2007, and then I had the amputation in 2008. And I think it was I think it was like about the time that I was getting out that little barracks that they put you guys in. They were they were just building just finishing up building them or they had just started building them I don't remember, but they so they've been there for I want to say almost ten years, but like that but I mean I I, I, haven't, I don't really drive on that side of the base very often I go to Camp Bullis, um, which is where my military PTM is at, but I I don't see them because I'm four hours away three four hours away, but. So they isn't that part of the base? Didn't they make it? So I mean, at least, at least from my understanding, now like all the branches come there for their medical training. Yeah. 
So how low is low is that like? Like what can you talk about that wouldn't get you in trouble? <laughs> well, my class got stuck because of COVID. So we <laughs> we were in Foxtel at uh, two two zero two zero, and Echo got to go before us. Mm-hmm. They went to Campolis and they got fucked out of their graduation. And so we were like, are we gonna get to go to Campolis? Because it's a big deal. Basically, what they do is they throw you out there. Um, you work on rigs, from what I understand, and cool. actually, yeah, so, you know, they send you to the Hudson River, wow. which is pretty dope if you think about it, so they let you work on them. Um, if you're out in the wilderness, you have a three-day FTS where you do ruck marches, you practice carrying casualties on litters, um, just the real deal, and then mm-hmm. you practice having um, a battalion aid station set up where you have simulated artillery rounds coming in, people are going to be blown up, you know, and you have to triage as medics. Like, it's a huge group of us. There was, would have been nutty because there was 400 of us in my class, um, which was unheard of because there's usually only about 300. Yeah. And um, you rotate in and out. You senior medic, you blind medic, um, and just different roles in the battalion aid station that you would you would play when you go over to mm-hmm. actual war. Um, and COVID-19 was not going to let us have that. So we got screwed. They were like, yeah, you're going to do a three-day FTS. You're down where you need to be. We're going to let you, like, at least do that. And then they were like, yeah, no, fuck you guys. Like, you can't do anything. We were like, what? <laughs> like, nothing. So, so you, didn't even, you didn't even get to do any type of FTS. No, we were so mad. Because they were saying we were going to do a three-day one once a week. And then they were like, never mind. You guys will be too close together. And then the next week, they let Alpha do it which was the, the class after us. So Alpha got to do a three-day FTX. I'm like, oh, this, they don't have to put us in stations with each other, Alpha, but we have to stay in stations at one point. So screw us. And the band was like, yep. So Alpha, uh, Bravo, and Charlie just got done doing theirs. Was, was Alpha the shitbag company? So, <laughs> so Alpha and Foxtrot were pretty strict as far as stuff that we got to do, but they were super strict. Like, Bill Sargent's just like, okay, fuck, fuck you. Whereas Foxtrot, at least they had reason to be strict. Um, Echo was the shitbag company. Which one were you on again? Foxtrot. <laughs> okay, at least you weren't an Echo. <laughs> and I'm an Echo. Oh, someone in Echo right now. I'm thinking Foxtrot talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there's always that one company wherever you go, where it's where they seem to put like all the the shit bags in, and you you can immediately tell when you get to the unit, you're like, oh okay, yeah, now I get the vibe of this place. There's like some companies that you know they're strict, but they get to do whatever the heck they want. That's because they don't ever get in trouble. They don't ever do dumb stuff. Yeah, that was that was Echo, and then like to an extent Delta, and we shared the building with them too. We were just like, oh shit, man. <laughs> That's crazy. We just completely bypassed. I wonder. I wonder who uh, that, that either that person was either looking out for you guys, or they decided that you guys were squared away enough. Or however, they were scoring you guys. Or like, I wonder if they based it off of like who who passed, who had like the better passing. I think it was just a moment of panic because I w- so. We did a lot of dumb stuff in Foxtrot. Like, I'm not saying by like by far we were the most squared away. Bravo was the most squared away because we were the only unit doing <laughs> Bravo 
Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I feel like for our GTA, because um, our combat capacity is like four, we're going in there to talk to people and driving people off the edge. Yeah. And doing all of our medic shit. Um, and we did really well, all things considered. There were a lot of people who didn't pass the first time, which is like neither here nor there. There weren't a lot of people who had to do multiple retakes. Um, but COVID hit hard and everyone started to panic around the time that we were doing GTA because what happens is we practice our skills, we get validated on our skills, we do our GTA, get validated on that, and then we get to pull it. Uh-huh. And so everything was coming down the pipeline where, you know, we had colonels coming down like, why aren't you six feet apart? And we're like, because we're medics and we have to work on each other? Like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean six feet apart? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And um, they started getting a lot of heat from higher up. And I think that there was just so much red tape and so much just, like, oh, we got to, like, we got to look squared away at all times. And we were going through that they were like, no, we're not letting you in the room. Yeah. And then the command realized it wasn't going to blow over in a couple of weeks, that this was going to be a longer process. Yeah. And so they decided to adapt. And don't don't you normally at the end of your guys' training get to do or participate in the, the expert or, or compete for the expert medic badge too? Combat medic? No, we have to we get to do that when we go to our unit, which I'm actually really excited for because they were like, Go do that ASAP. So I'm hoping the schools open back up so I can go for mine. Yeah, you totally should. I think you I think it would look good. I wish you. But um I wish you start to talk. Anyways. So, what, like, how, so you, you graduated, what was it like, like, for your experience, because I remember you graduated in March, right? Uh, April. April, April. It was, like, right after, yeah, it's been almost, you know, it's been at least a month, but what, what was it like, I'm just asking, a, like, a question, because I, I haven't been on a plane since January, uh, what was it like flying through the airport? when all this stuff, because you, you had to fly, right, to get back home, yeah. Yeah, that was the other big thing, was no one knew when they were leaving until the day before, because we were like, oh, we're leaving, to, we're leaving today, okay, because, like, I told you before we started, like, my actual friends told them to go crash in Green Dog, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it was, it was weird, because I didn't know what I was going to expect, um, and I got to the airport, and it was just quiet, and, you know, we go through... <laughs> it's going to be so creepy. Almost everything was closed down except for Starbucks. Yeah. Um, they had, like, one or two shops open, and except for my military buddies that were there with me, there was maybe, like, four or five civilians. That's crazy. Were Was everyone wearing a mask at the time, or no? Yeah, anyone who wasn't wasn't from coming from uh, Fort Sam, because we were all like, fuck that, you know, Dobby is a 3L, we're not wearing a mask at the time. Yeah. We're all pretty sure we had COVID anyway, back in January and February, but, um, yeah, no, everyone was wearing masks and looking at us like, what is covering your face, and, you know, I'll go to the store here, and I'm just like, I have an emergency shield on me, worried, and, you know, I'll walk in the store and everyone's like giving me this look like, Put your nose in your mouth. Like, oh yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's funny. You know, it's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that at least a few of us, quite the majority of us, have 
because we've been exposed to to COVID since at least at least January. I mean, it's been around in what was it in China since November. I'm like, and they're trying to say there's no way that it didn't someone just that had it didn't pass on a, get on a plane in those two months and fly somewhere else. I'm like, there's no way it didn't didn't happen. It had to have happened. It's funny because like I got I got sick. Um, in January, and then I got sick again in February, but the second time I got sick, I don't know what it was, something in my throat, some of the tissue in my throat got so swollen, I ended up having, I, I, I getting recommended to ENT uh, to go have my tonsils and my, uh, my tonsils removed, my soft palate, some of my soft palate removed, and my, and my uvula, part of my uvula removed. Because it was so, it was so swollen, so enlarged, I couldn't breathe out of it. I was like multiple times in February, I was like choking on it, and I was just like, "Huh." And then in March, this happens. I'm like, <laughs> "Well, that's ironic." <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm, I could care less. I'm not. It's my day to day, get it or not. But I know it's 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 changing a lot of people's lives. And I, I got lucky. I think I was like one of the last surgeries. That they did in the area that I'm, I'm at. Um, I'm pretty sure I was. That was the last day that they were doing surgeries, and I might have been the second to the last person they did a surgery on that day. But it was it was weird because going into the hospital at the time, and everyone's like, I had a lot of people were like, Oh, are you gonna cancel it? I'm like, No. Why would I cancel a surgery when you know if you think about it. We might, we might not be able to get a surgery for another year with the way things are playing out, you know, or two years. You don't, you don't know. You don't know when the next time you're going to be able to, you know. And I, I don't want to die in my sleep choking on my throat. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, let's take this stuff out and get it over with so I can, <laughs> so I can breathe. <laughs> that, that was my, that was the way I was thinking about it. <laughs> that was awful. That was, a, that was a horrible surgery. It was so painful. It was, it wasn't bad. I didn't have worse. But like walking in the hospital and like seeing like like all these like aides and technicians and the nurses, I mean they even looked frightened, you know. And there was like no one in there; it was completely empty. I was the only. When I walked in the front door, you know, like everyone in the hospital was was like they had some type of fear, you know, on their face, you know. But they were just doing their job. Um, and I was just like, man, the, the stuff that these people got to put up with now, you know, this is this is something that you really don't, re- I mean, really don't realize, like, the potential of stuff to go around the hospital. I mean, you got, it's not even just COVID, it's hepatitis, too, you know, if you, like, you know, you're trying to give someone an IV and you accidentally poke yourself, you know, with that same needle, you know, there's always a chance. And... I know it's changed for a lot of people, but like, what, how has that change, like, affected you? Because you're also a nurse, too. And is it something that, like, as a medic and training in the military, that you guys also kind of, do they, do they cover stuff like this or no? So, <clears throat> when we went through medic training, the instructions were that you just, contact precautions and dropping precautions is all the same. So I was like, okay, well, this is just a review. Yeah. So straight across the board, 
that wasn't anything new. Um, I know in Fort Sam they were making us wear masks whenever we went places. Um, it wasn't in class at the time. We were out of class at that point. But, you know, if you wanted to go to CX or wherever, you had to wear a mask. I know they were like a school system kind of fine by the time we left, but if you weren't, you know, San Antonio, you weren't wearing a mask, you were deemed fine for that. Um, as far as being a nurse, it's definitely changed. You know, I came back and we have the surgical masks that everyone wants to wear, but then we have the N95s, which are more form-fitting, and you have to get fitted. Like, you have to have a fit test to make sure that none of the particles you're trying to block are actually going to get in your mask, which is why I was laughing when I was telling you, you know, some family members were stealing them off the boards before we had to lock them up. You don't have the right size. It's not yeah. doing you any good. I mean, like you know, duct tape it to your to your face. Fucking <laughs> 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 guys with beards can't wear them. You have to wear a certain kind of mask, or you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But, but like you know, you put on a mask one time, you go in the room, and then if you come into contact with someone, mm-hmm. you have to take it off and throw it away. Well, I come back to the hospital after being in training, and they're like, yeah, we're reusing that. And I was like, I was like, what? What do you, what yeah. do you mean we're reusing masks? And they're like, well, unless you touch it with your hands, like, and it's so soiled. I'm like, but, you know, first of all, like, and the, like, just basics of nursing infection prevention. If I have to wear a mask, it's because I'm within six feet of someone. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That means that I'm within six feet of a droplet from whatever they fucking have, whether it's the common cold, tuberculosis, which we're seeing you know, the common cold, the flu, COVID, whatever, um, Measles. has hit my mask, I've been sick. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, so that's why we always throw away the masks after we sit in the patient's room. Yes. But now I get to keep wear it as long as I don't touch it with my gloves while I'm here. Yes. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so basically what they're telling you is you can't eat for an entire day. Yeah, you just can't touch it. You can't, like, just, it's fine. Basically it's that means it's fine. This is fine. And I'm
preparation for selection. And if they fail out of that, then they have to go through their 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 basic MLS course versus going to selection. I thought like I don't know. I thought it was just impressive for them in general. You could tell who they were too because they were wearing white socks or something. And the drill sergeants at AIT were like, "Yeah, come on, you can't wear white socks." We're like, "But why?" And they're like, "It's a shame." And then everyone comes off the bus from Benny, and they're all wearing white socks. We're like, "Well, I guess we all know who comes to the next night." <laughs> so they were like horrible, like these these guys had like grunts and these guys they do rush marches with you know machine guns, but they didn't they didn't give us the respect of doing grunts, and they just kept calling us rogue. Like go back to your go back to your computer. <laughs> you know, we're at over here at Relax in Jackson, and they're like, ah, you know, you don't have to take us indoors. And you know they're gonna come with machine guns, so you're just gonna wreck with your own board. And we're like, what? And so it's like basic training experiences may vary, and you're just like, strange. Definitely have more activities going on in the throat to join yeah, the Navy. I, like, I think that is for 
Odd that. Odd. Yeah. I heard one kid who cracked me up. He and my buddy were walking in uh, Staggered Columns. Only army ever walks in Staggered Columns. They do walkthroughs in their bushes or whatever. And we were going past, and God bless him, I fucking stalked him. But he would yell really, really loud. He's like, I don't understand what this whole social distancing thing with COVID is. I don't know why it's a big deal. I've had syphilis three times, and I've been fine. <laughs> and everyone in the Navy would just go, to when things were responded to. All the basic combat de- combat activities for all the service members. I'm not sure where you're going off with that. Probably the last training we got at Fort Jackson was had. Oh, probably. Well, I, re- I remember. So, we had one station unit training. Our basic training and our advanced training were, combi- were combined into one. So it was great. Yeah. It was like, you know, it wasn't even like you know, basic training at all. We were in the gas gas mask multiple times. Um, it wasn't just for the um, the gas chamber. We ran an obstacle course with our gas masks on, mm-hmm. and like you know, some of the, some of the people. It was funny. There was like a, there was like a a good half mile uphill portion where like when people got to that point, they were just like you could see them off to the side. They'd have their gas mask up. And the reason why they had it up is because they were throwing up inside of it. <laughs> I was just like, it was amazing. I'm like, man. So anyways, going back to my original thought, it's like, I'm surprised they have not invented some N9, some N95 or some type of gas mask where you can just suck, you put like your burger in a blender and just suck it in so you're not starving as a nurse. <laughs> what, what I do, like, when I, yeah, <laughs> this is this, some of this is like after surgery thought too. Like, when was like, oh, because I, I had stuck eating ice cream for like three weeks. Like, who's gonna complain about that? You know, I gained like ten pounds, so what? But it's like it was ice cream. Like, I'm not gonna complain, but it was it was also bad because I was like, man, I can't eat anything at all. Like everything that passes down my throat, fluid, whether it's hot or cold, just burned and hurt. And I, it, I absolutely resented it, uh, even for like a couple weeks there. I even avoided like brushing my teeth a couple times just because my throat hurt. But uh, you know, it's like using these. You know, I have I have some face masks that that I bought, and <laughs> she was smarter than you. Who isn't smarter than me? <laughs> I love this guy. He's amazing. But yeah. Put me in a room with um, uh, a bunch of technology here and see how dumb I get. So. Yeah, yeah. You should you should have seen you should have seen this before we're, before I went live. I was trying to get her to help me. Did not work. <laughs> I'm like, uh, potato. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here squirrel. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you'd think that they would be able to like invent something so you could just suck down fluids and, and, and food, 
through these mats, but now it's like you got to sit there and practically starve all day, you know, unless you're going to touch it. And what I do when I come up, sometimes I don't wear a mask, but most of the, most of the time I do. But what I, what I end up doing is I just I have a lot I have a lot of alpha spray alcohol because of my prosthetic. I use spray alcohol to clean my prosthetic off. Um, there's people, there's amputees that don't clean their prosthetics off, and God forbid people that have to hang around them because their legs usually smell rancid. They, they smell like they're rotting. I'm not kidding you. That's why I do it. You know, I spray I spray off the inside at least once a week, and I spray the liner off almost 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 every day. And there's guys out there that won't even won't even take their legs into a shower to clean them off. I mean, as soon as you're right next to them, or like one example, I had to fly on a private jet with one a long time ago, and he was just. We were all sitting on the plane. I was just like, oh, oh God, no, so bad. It was awful. It was the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life. One of the worst smells. And, you know, I have a bunch of it. I have a ton of alcohol because of that. And so I'm like, well, hey, I, I get to put it to use. So every time I use a mask, if I don't feel like throwing it in the washer, I just I just give it a few whiffs of alcohol. And I lay it, let it hang, air dry outside somewhere. <laughs> standard surgical masks, we'll throw them out, but the N95s are so coveted that we'll send them off to get sanitized. And I'm just like, I feel like that, that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's just squinting. I'm like, but like, if this wasn't a thing before, it would be like, it would feel better. Do you guys have, do you guys have the N95 mask with the valve that sets air out? No, it's just like, no. It's just the fabric one? I was like, well, I mean, I so initially, like, we would put our name on it, and we'd get ours back for a second name. But then they were switching over to a different type where we didn't even have to get ours back. It was someone else's. I mean, and I was like, what if this person, like, sneezed in it? Like, I just, and they're like, it's sanitized, free. It's sanitized. I'm like, but is it, though? Like, I'd rather, I'd rather just keep using my own. Is everyone kind of like on the same page as far as sarcasm? Yeah. They are. You could be like, well, I don't know where their mouth has been. <laughs> yeah, so you could totally say that. I, I would. I'd, I'd be throwing people under the bus. Like, I don't know where their mouth has been. Last time. Huh? You know what? Like last. I saw you in the locker room doing something. I didn't. I wasn't. wasn't sure what. I wasn't about to ask. Like, oh man, there's that old. There's that old YouTube video that's out there where. What the heck is it called? I don't remember what what the title of it was, but it's like this guy who just graduated basic training. I could send it to you later on, but. He just graduated basic training, and he he gets sent off in a smorgasbord of like a training deployment down 
to like Louisiana. I don't remember where it was at, where he went. But he's in there with another E5 that he's never met before. And he's in there with, he's in this like hoop with another E5 and another E6 that he's, they, they don't know who each other are. And it's one of the best YouTube stories out there. And the E6's duffel bag topples over. And the way he describes it, he goes, and I, I couldn't help but notice that this big black skinny dildo comes falling out of his bag. <laughs> and at first I turned around just pretending that I just saw what, you know, or imagining that I just saw what I actually saw. And he's like, I'm coming up with scenarios. Maybe he's, maybe he's an amputee. Maybe it's his amputee arm or, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. And he, he goes, I realized what it was when I heard the snap of this thing you pulled away from the cold concrete floor. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I was like, <laughs> that's something that you would totally expect to happen. <laughs> it was great. It was, it, it was <laughs> I'm like, that stuff happens all the time. <laughs> like, imagining if this happens, you know, in, in a hospital today, I'd be, I'd be like, I don't know where your mouth has been, but you've been pooped on. Like, they, they tell you some weird shit, man. You walk in on some weird shit too. You, you've not been a nurse long enough to be out walking on patients doing an apathy, especially night shift. You're just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you need in there? <laughs> uh, you know, the worst is when they try and play it off. I'm like, I mean, I'm not mad. Wasn't expecting that when I came in to check to make sure you're breathing, but clearly you're taking stuff for, you know, it's foggy right now, so I'm going to walk out the door and I'll be back, you know. If I, if I was friends with someone that was an inpatient, I would totally be like, you know, I would I would throw, like, KY jelly out into the door or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I'd be, I'd be, yeah. I did it all. When I was a patient, it was like, I did it all. I pulled pranks on all the nurses. I had like fake throw up on the ground when they would come in and do their rounds. Like, I don't even remember where I got them, but those stinking glasses with the eyeballs that popped out. I was just bored out of my mind. I'd put the blanket over my head and like they'd be, I wouldn't respond to them. So they pulled a blanket off my head and the eyeballs and they'd scare the crap out of them. Yeah. I, I fucking know veterans. They like, they figured out early on when I first became a nurse, I was really good with veterans. And, um, <laughs> they just kept screaming with them, and then I'd be like, I fucking love you guys! Like, you guys are awesome! Thank you for your service! And the veterans are just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they realize they can just be smart asses with me every time I walk in the room. So they're like, I get roasted every time I walk in a patient's room. They're gonna be shit. Do you work at a military hospital or, or a civilian hospital? Civilian hospital, yeah. Okay. Uh, you, you get enough of them coming in. Oh really? Oh okay. Do you do you anticipate ever? So what 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 was it that you actually like branched into an army? Like what was your what's your main MOS? I wasn't it. Didn't you get to like branch as like like some type of special medic, like a nurse or something like that? Or no? Yeah. So they they wanted to put me in as a nurse, um, and I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. Um, I was okay with being a combat medic, so I went ahead. I got my MOS as a combat medic. Um, and then the goal is to end up going eventually into a D1 Delta. 
Yeah. Because of the proportions of mm. variation of it. So, like, I do nursing on the civilian side. So the goal with my nursing career is to go do trauma, hopefully go do flight nursing, and then I eventually want to get my nurse practitioner and then take a completely different route, work with veterans and PTSD. So. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's 18 Delta. That's the ODA medic. That special forces medic. Green yeah. Bay. Yeah, so that that one I've heard that they have to like ride around in like ambulances and they visit like I guess they do like different um, they hold different spots at different town like different cities at different metro hospitals and stuff like that. So they they're practically almost like a PA from, from what I've heard, almost like a physician assistant. Yeah, I've asked like I've asked around. I'm like, what 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 do you get to do? And they're like everything. But then that's it. That's all they'll ever tell me. I'm like, I guess I'm not gonna get to know until I get through the course. So yeah, quit asking. I can guarantee that you're going to learn a lot in it. You're going to learn a lot more than what you would probably get trained as a nurse. I, I read an article well, a few months back, and this was just with, this was from Passing Purpose, but on the, from the 76th Ranger Battalion, they did a, they performed a blood transfusion in the middle of combat. And I was just like, that's, that's hard. It takes a lot of training to do. Yeah, no, I um, I remember I had read it before I'd gone to class, and our cadre member pulled it up for us to read in class, and we were all just like, yeah, what the fuck? Because it's just it's so unheard of. Like I remember the person had given blood in class, you know. So again, nursing perspective going into the combat medic world, I'm thinking about like you know step ten, like step you know past everyone because it's the basic course, and everyone's being checked with blood, and I'm thinking in my nurse brain, like, I can't check for reaction, cause reaction, and I can't even file it all beforehand, this is just gonna be some gunslinging shit, like, <laughs> yeah. like, back to Indian shit, and you hear about these fucking, like, I don't even know what Vikings in combat, these rangers getting, like, transfusing, like, taking blood out of themselves, still staying in the firefight, and, like, transfusing, I'm like, what the fuck, like, what a great time to be a fucking combat medic to be able to like to have the the knowledge and the science of our time and actually be able to communicate that like yeah we talk i don't know obviously black hawk down's a really well known you know movie and oh everything that happened in the battle of mogadishu you know you watch the scene where jamie he's out of his uh femoral because there's no way to put a tourniquet on a joint back in that and we have a standard junctional tourniquet now that you yeah. can put on joints um, and stop a bleed. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people like him and so many people in all these past wars who had bleeds where we couldn't get a, a traditional tourniquet on, we can save their lives now. And I'm just like, what an amazing time to be able to, be able to like, like, to save people from the stuff that you wish you could have thought of earlier on. Yeah. I know, I remember when everyone was carrying tampons around for gunshot wounds. I, I've never seen one in action. I've heard rumors. I don't know how good they are. But it was just the spur of that, though, that I think it ended up developing that thought, that idea of it ended up in the development of a few more things that the military now use, that now you guys use as medics to, to like, you know, plug up holes that are, you know, bleeding and stuff like that, and 
I don't know all of them out there. I know a couple of them, but you, I mean, you're more than welcome to enlighten me on. So we still got the pretty basic stuff. Um, anything that are still coming down the pipeline, they will bring in trade-offs, um, just simply because they want us to have a standard across the board um, training when you go out for a unit. Yeah. And then the new thing is that they haven't really developed like a protocol that's, like I said, right across the board, we'll learn when you pick up when you go to our unit. Um, but that, that stand junctional is a big one. It's, it's gnarly. It's like this belt. You have almost these two inflatable hockey pucks. You go looking for the femoral artery. You have your, your magic piece holding it over that artery. And then you put the belt on super tight and come fetch it. It hurts so bad. You had whole grown men with these for years because it just hurts so bad. And you look down and our boots are off. So we just offer a PCA and it's just bone training glue it's cutting off circulation yeah. that awful. And so that was one of the cooler things that we had coming down that was still pretty new, but you know, they were there was more of a standardization that had to be done. Yeah. Um, so that is insane. Like they work just as well as the next day. So if 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 a patient is in pain, like someone's pain I'm asking based off my, my own experience. But if someone is in pain and like the morphine isn't isn't doing them justice, and they ask you, hey, just hit me with the buttstock of your weapon and knock me out. Would you? Are you allowed to do that? Would you do that? <laughs> oh, that's one of those great ones. No, I never that question. Of all the questions you ask, damn, I can't. I, I beg, I, I beg, for our our medic to do that, and he wouldn't do it. I was just like, just knock me out so I can't feel it. I'll be better off. <laughs> I think the problem with that is just knowing, like, if you start to slip out of consciousness, we want to know, like, okay, like, this this guy's, like, not doing so good. We want to know where his level of consciousness is. But I'd like to think if <laughs> I can't, like, was worried about that, that it's just, like, I would, like, I don't know. I'm a mercy kind of person, so I think we would just be able to that me enough. I wasn't worried about just, like, Dying on me, I'd probably be like, okay, fuck it, like, <laughs> <laughs> Max says, I, I would hurt you, Jimmy. Oh, y'all know you would. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing is just uh, our one of our key assessment uh, points is level of consciousness. So if I start to like move you and you're not really responding, then I'm like, ah, shit, shit, shit. Yeah. You know, butt pucker moment, as we call it. Just get him out of here now. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that was, it was like a certain level of pain where it's just like, I feel like once you, unless it's like a mediocre, I feel like there's like different levels of injuries, but like, if it's like some gnarly fracture, or like gnarly like wound, I can tell, I can tell from it that morphine doesn't work that well on it. <laughs> it like, it, it just clouds your judgment enough where it's just like, oh yeah. You know, I'm a little bit high, but that pain is sure is still there. <laughs> yeah. The other thing to consider is Doc doesn't want to have to explain to whoever why their patient now has a concussion and can't feel. It's like, oh, oh. The bus came to my right this way. They they evacuated us out to a combat hospital. Um, I don't remember what base what base was it. Um, brain fart in the base for some reason. But there was like so much chaos there. There was, 
think two two people from my vehicle that got injured, and then in my same unit on the same day, just like thirty minutes and an hour prior to us, I think three more people got hit in a different side of Afghanistan, and we all got we all got taken to the same hospital, the same combat hospital. There was just, this combat hospital was in chaos, and as soon as they got to me, they were cutting off my boots, and I saw my foot swell up. That was it. I just passed out. That, that's, that's all it took. It didn't take much after that. But. Anyway, I guess, so, if, if there's one thing that you could tell people, like, how this experience has changed you and, like, what you anticipate going forward, like, what would it be? people that got kids. No, not right now. Okay, not right now. <laughs> Mom, wife, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, one of my friends, we did a, a podcast on his kid. You can hear him in the background. We did a little a contest where if you could pinpoint the time that we heard his kid, we gave away a free pack. <laughs> it was cool. It was all cold and gory. Uh, but like, yeah, what what would be like one thing that you've taken away from it that's helped you grow that you would like to share with everyone else from all from being a nurse and joining the army? I think the biggest thing it was so the biggest thing with nursing is just compassion, and it's looking at patients and family members who are incredibly difficult, and saying to yourself, okay. How would I want someone to talk to me right now if this were my grandparents or my, you know, loved one? You know, even raging alcoholics or drug addicts, we have some of them, like, you know, this is someone's somebody, you know? Yeah. And how would I want them to be treated? And it allows you to kind of take a moment and step back and say, okay, it's not me this person's pissed off or treating like shit for, you know, it's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the cause of it. You know, I'm just kind of victim by parent getting hit, so what can I do to de-escalate the situation? And it's always worked really, really well for me just to be like, okay, I, I fucking get it. Like, I, I don't know where you, like, how you feel, but I'm here with you. You can't talk to me like shit, but I can sit here and listen to you bitch. And mm-hmm. most of the time, that's just what people want is just someone who fucking gives a shit. Yeah. Even if fix it. And then I think definitely with the military, it's a mindset thing. Um, you know, I, I remember watching and reading uh, Lone Survivor. And thinking to myself, how the fuck does someone get shot in the head and fall off a mountain and still be combat functional? I don't understand, like, and I was talking to one of my friends, um, he's a combat veteran, he was like, you know, it's just mental, you turn it off, you turn off all pain, you turn off all fear, and you just, you go, like, you just, you do what you do, and it's nine times out of ten, you just, you love someone, you just, you know, um, he's like, now I'm done being fruity, I'm gonna walk away, but, you know, and I remember thinking to myself, and forbid I ever get out there and I get injured like this and someone needs me. Yeah. You know, am I gonna what do I have to draw back on this moment where I was like, oh well I'm gonna get in the van and fuck it, you know, and just recycle or am I gonna see how far I can actually push? Because, you know, I had the luxury 
to clear my foot up and eat like this if I want to be here. I'm not going to have that luxury in other boys. And so it was going, okay, well, I'm going to keep rocking. I don't really know how I'm going to do that, but I just, I guess, turned it off. And it was from there when I was able to actually finish that rock climb. It was one of the best feelings in the world. I was crying. I was just a little bitch about it. <laughs> like the entire time. <laughs> and I remember my friend, he asked me, he's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, because I want to know that I can carry someone out if I need to. Yeah. And it was that mental fortitude um, that if you can get all past the bullshit and the hurry up and wait and the why the fuck are we playing these fuck fuck games, stupid, and just realizing it literally is for a purpose. Yeah. It is for mental fortitude. It is to just tell yourself, I can suck up this momentary just bullshit. Yeah. And get through. You could always. Uh, it's like if you look through certain things in that first hand, it's like you can either choose to 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 I even word give up, but that recycle word is another good good word for it. You can either, you know, recycle the situation and start it over or you can push it and see how far you can actually go with that current with the current, you know, situation. So, um, yeah, that's a great point. So I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. Um, I appreciate you coming on. That's you know, it's been a blast, you know, watching you good, you know, go through your training and stuff like that and you know see a boot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's you know, it's definitely been, you know, interesting for me because I I I haven't known anyone that has joined the military recently and seeing how it's how it's changed, I was just like, Well, I'm gonna get it on the podcast. But yeah, I, pr- I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, this was this was a blast. So well I yeah, <laughs> your boot ways. Yeah, just you gotta promise one thing: is you don't turn into a fobbit. Oh my God, what's a fobbit? Yeah, a fobbit is is a person when they get deployed, they never leave their base. Oh fuck no, I would hate my life. <laughs> I would, I would. Like I'd be like, let me go, let me go, send me, send me. That's a fobbit. That's a fobbit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on and stay safe. Um, you know, try not to try not, try not to get sick if you can. <laughs> good. Yeah, stop kicking people in the ass. <laughs> and I'll keep in touch. I'll keep in touch. All right, you too. All right, bye. Send her a song. Send her that song. You have to. You'll have to send it yourself because I don't know what song you're talking about. Oh.